Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. Uh, before we kick off, a big shout out to Rising Sun Breweries, our main sponsor. Uh, if you're ever in Cork, lads, check out their craft beards. Fantastic stuff. Right, onto the show. This week, guys, I am delighted to welcome Pat, Reese, and Bo from Treebeard, guys, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Lads, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks to talk to you. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. Time-wise, as it's late at night for you, so I know you're probably wrecked because you had a show last night. Am I right? You had a solo show? Yeah, okay. we did. Um, we Where were opening that? for a new band. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, we were opening for a new band called Bentham's Head, who are sort of like a, I don't know, like sludge metal kind of Mastodon kind of vibe, I suppose. Nice. So interesting pick for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just through, you know, collective effort and the promo and stuff, we managed to sell it out, which was great. Um, right. And, you know, we were opening, we still had a pretty good crowd and there was a good energy sort of throughout the night, Brilliant. sort of a bit of merch. Um, it's our first show back in, well, first show for the year. So it was nice to get back out on stage and actually just knock one off. So it was, yeah, nice to get back out there and, yeah, we had a great time. And nothing bad happened. Yeah, nothing bad happened. <laughs> Always a plus. Always a plus, boy. Yeah, that nothing goes wrong. Yeah. But I mean, geez, as you said, lads, it's a year since you played live, was it? Was that by choice or just the way things have fallen for you between work and everything else? Um, I suppose it was a couple of things. So we played, I think, December last year was the last gig we had. Um, and then after that, because um, we share a drummer and the other guitar player, Josh, we share those guys with okay. another band called um that both can probably speak to a bit more i suppose but... yeah yeah uh, before joining this band josh and i were in we're in khan and now uh, khan have already had a lot of things rolling and we had a tour at the start of the year um okay. and that tour just took up a lot of weekends um yeah and then also we've been working on the new stuff and we've been sort of prioritizing that so okay. whenever yeah. josh and i would get free weekends from our other band we would be sort of hanging out and writing this new record so mm -hmm. so it was yeah it was probably by choice yeah. Ah, yeah. Very good. And come here, tell me the, so the feedback from last night's show. Have you, you talked with the guys afterwards? How do you think it went down? Because the lads play a sludgy style of music, as you said. And I was trying to sort of work out what I classify you as. You know, I know you'd probably be <laughs> categorized as maybe post rock and post metal, which is fine because sure. it's very emotive music. It's atmospheric and everything. But I think the vocals, lads, in your sound gives you the sort of a, a shoegaze and indie vibe as well, you know? Mm. So. Would that would I be would I be right in saying that in the first place? Uh yeah, I, I think we um we all listen to like so many different genres. Like, yeah, we're very broad. Like, we all listen to like like you said, like indie shoegaze. Uh -huh. Like, we all listen to metal as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I play in a, a doom metal band as well, so we're all kind of sharing all these different flavors. Oh, nice. So I think it kind of comes out in the music that we take a bit of inspiration for lots of different different sounds and that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, probably why it's hard to pinpoint exactly yeah. what that's a, that's a good to... that's a good thing though, like, isn't it? It's it's good that you can be so varied, you know, and not be so one dimensional as a band like yeah, I I think it's fantastic. And like I said, the, the feedback then last night, lads, do people mm -hmm. come up to you and say, thoroughly enjoy that lads is very different or how yeah. does it go? Yeah. Yeah, we had a, it was weird actually. Like, we had some comments on social media in the lead up being like, oh I hope we they play these two songs or three songs which we were playing those songs which was funny in its own right yeah. um yeah just having that sort of like specific fandom or interest <laughs> which is still very new for us at least at a local level um yeah was really cool um and yeah because we played a pretty much entirely instrumental set as well um i feel like it was a good sort of um entree to the main okay. yeah for lack of a better term so i think a lot of people appreciated I get you. Sort of it's not the foundation for the night. And then also we were very different to the other bands playing as well. Um yeah, I think people dug it. Yeah, I, yeah. I got a heap of compliments and stuff. And I, yeah. I always think like, you know, where all three of us are definitely metalheads. We love metal. <laughs> yeah. But we also love a lot of the more, you know, intricate ambient things. So yeah, I think if you can bridge that gap well. And you know, when we lay into a riff, we lay into a riff and we get yeah. right into it. But then when we calm down, it's nice. And I think people, regardless of what they come in with expectation if we can do a good enough job of it then they're really you know pumped so but i think we, we definitely got a few new fans out of last night from yeah. one of the conversations i had yeah, yeah because cool. because your music from the album nostalgia which we'll talk about later on i mean that music it, 
is made for a live environment, I think. You know, there is some really, really crushing riffs in that, like, you know, very, very metal orientated. But again, like mm. I said, there's those shoegazy, dreamy moments as well, then, which make it such an interesting album. I suppose the band mm. name as well, guys. I just want to ask you before I go any further, Tree Beard, where did it come from? Very creative songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, can, I can even give the specific moment that I thought of calling it that um, yeah. was... Um, like obviously we've all grown up with lord of the rings as like a big part of our childhoods the movies okay. and then books as well um video games all sorts um so it's always been there in my head so to speak but i remember i was watching it was around the time the second season of stranger things came out um okay. and they're interviewing sean aston who played um sam in lord of the rings and they ask him well what's your favorite character from lord of the rings and he says Treebeard. And he explains why and he's like oh he's like this manifestation of like nature fighting against industrialization and climate change and stuff like that and i just thought oh that's fucking brilliant <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i was sort of um there were a couple other really shit names like um i think i was going to call it the magdalena or dear magdalena which became a song name on the album okay, but i was yeah. like that's a shit band name <laughs> <laughs> so i was very happy to come upon that and um yeah, unfortunately, there are a handful of other tree beards throughout the world of different genres, which yeah. can get confusing for people. Which, which, but, which, um, I, which I came across on Bandcamp. Yeah, I was yeah. a bit of homework. <laughs> but what about yourself, Bo? And, and Reese, were you happy with the name? I was all Pat's idea. Like, Yeah, yeah. I, I, felt, I felt weird about the name, mainly not because I thought it was a bad name, but because I related it to something else so strongly, being okay. the character from lord of the rings like i read lord of the rings when i was a kid those three movies i nearly watch every year like yeah. it's a pretty strong thing so it was, it was weird for me to sort of relate it but I, i've always got a theory about band names i like lots of bands whose names i think are shit and but i love the band <laughs> and the band becomes the name and that name becomes what you represent with the music and you yeah. sort of you know through that and so while i, I love the name Treebeard, I, I thought well we we could grow into it we could we could make it our own and uh -huh. and then and then it'll be as cool as we make it so mm. and i, I suppose... definitely didn't i wasn't like oh that's a bad name i didn't yeah i wasn't <laughs> just, yeah. i suppose you you avoided going down the whole post rock post metal route of maybe a name that is, is a sentence in itself it's not even just a band name you know it's that seems yeah, to be the, that seems yeah. to be the trend like so look three weird is cool lads yeah. i want to talk about some new music as well i know you're I'm, I'm assuming you're you're writing new music and i've been keeping in touch on your instagram pages and mm. your facebook pages so if anyone else is out there that's always check it out there's always a bit of a inside information being dropped there the album name am i right in saying the snowman is officially going yes. to be the title yeah, so it's um, already got the title Snowman and um, it's been written mostly in its complete form since probably late 2020, but mm. we um, decided to actually go back and record Nostalgia, which originally was just two like, solo EPs that I had done prior to the band sort of becoming a band. Okay. So these songs have been around for a while. And um, yeah, in terms of the album itself, like we've, started recording proper it took a little while to get around to it because we decided to really iron out some yeah. kinks on some of the songs and really um tighten it up a little bit because um i when i write when i write typically i go through really dry periods where i cannot write anything for mm. ages i cannot mm. finish anything and then something in my life might be happening or just by circumstance i'm able to suddenly write like a whole album in about two weeks um <laughs> which means sometimes you write stuff that sucks. <laughs> so we had to sort of, um, you know, change certain parts and yeah, even cut certain songs out and that kind of thing. But yeah. I think the 10, nine or 10 songs we have now are like pretty, pretty good. Well, that's right. pretty <laughs> yeah. The, drum, the drums were already recorded, so I hope yeah. they're finished. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Uh, yeah. 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 Are you all involved in the writing of this album, whether it be lyrically, musically? Is it a, a group thing? Or so, Patrick, um, are you in? The, the, the first part. So it's it's pretty much Patrick's project in terms okay. of the, the writing and, and the whole thing. But um, so as Pat said, with Nostalgia, that was two EPs that Pat recorded entirely by himself and then me Bo and Josh came into the picture okay and pretty much re-recorded those same songs and put it out as nostalgia mm -hmm. um 
And yeah, I guess the process for the next album is, I guess, Pat starts that writing process and kind of brings the songs to us. And we've been a lot more involved with kind of fleshing them out a bit more yeah. and like almost all acting as like producers and being like, eh, does this part work? Can we try something else? And it's been nice to refine stuff a lot more with this second one. Um, yeah. I think Nostalgia was was awesome and Pat did an incredible job writing the songs, but um you know, musicians, like, we're always perfectionists. We always go, oh, you know, if we put a bit more energy into this and explore this and, yeah. you know, we think we've definitely had that with this um, this record. So we've we've all been a bit more collaborative, which I think has, has helped the band yeah. quite a bit. I think it's always a stage like, where, you, where you have to accept that, right, we're done. Because, like you mentioned, <laughs> Reese, you can be perfectionists like musicians. You want to write, you want to get it bang on and, you know, are you ever happy? So sort of this idea you get something, but you have to at some stage yeah. say, fuck it, look, this is this is good enough. Are you happy oh, really? with what you have at the moment? So with the snowman, yeah. Oh, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very. We, we, we really, I think all the guys in the band have been friends for longer than we've been in the band together. Um, okay. And we've all been in other bands. We're all in other bands. We've all played in other uh, acts and written and recorded lots. And I think the four of us together are quite mature and can, get together and go like, you know, I could come with a drum feel and go, what about this? And yeah. they can say to me, nah, you could do better than that. Or like, yeah. nah, that's a bit too much. Or, you know, sometimes I don't do a drum feel. Like, don't okay. do it. Like, all four of us are good enough friends and mature enough to go like, oh, that's a good call. Like, and so we we really like work with each other on each other's parts. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'd come with my drum parts, but these guys would be judging it. Yeah, and I like I appreciate that because that's that's what you need to work as a group, and Absolutely, I think yeah. that's what's made this the writing of this album go from this you know this thing that Pat's written and created this huge thing, and we've just all refined that with our own little inputs to something that we're all really happy with. Mm. It's it's great for you to have that dimension between you that that friendship like it, it makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? Rather than yeah. three rather than three musicians just trying to get together and trying to trash out some ideas, it it just doesn't work sometimes. Like, and you can hear yeah. it in the music eventually. Pat, the concept for the snowman itself, I, I suppose the name could be self-explanatory, but can you break yeah, it down yeah. for me? Yeah, sure. So um, it's a bit more sort of introspective or, um, I yeah, I guess singular in concept than maybe Nostalgia was. Um, so I guess uh, running the risk of sounding a bit lame. So obviously, you know, COVID was rough on most people. Mm-hmm. Um and- Self, I wrote most of this album when I was living in an apartment on my own okay. during lockdown. Very little to do. I was kind of losing my mind, going crazy, and you know maybe drinking at home a lot more than I probably should have been. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, it's kind of just about going through um, isolation and sort of having to confront your own demons and you know okay. journey into your own sort of headspace and sort of confront things um and around the same time i was also reading a lot of books and watching a lot of like documentaries and tv shows and stuff Mm. about kind of early explorations of places like antarctica or the arctic and things like that and really so i'm a bit of a history buff like that um i just found stories from those sort of expeditions really interesting um and how wrong they could go sometimes and i thought it could kind of make for a good metaphor visually and in terms of the sound as well hopefully um as like you know this album could be about journeying into the center of the antarctic wasteland or it could be about sort of journeying into your own mind and yeah right. confronting whatever you find in there yeah brilliant great great idea great concept i know it came out of a, a tough time like but again some, something mm. good came something good came out of it you know yeah totally yeah yeah uh, uh, sorry go ahead pat yeah uh, yeah, so I guess just with that, so it's a lot more sort of, um, I guess, emotionally cathartic or dynamic than uh-huh. nostalgia, maybe sort of some significantly more heavier songs on there. Yes. And there's also some, I guess, lighter or more melodic songs as well. Okay. Um, and so, so you have bigger yeah. contrast. So basically here on this album, there's more than you would have been nostalgia. Yeah, totally. I, I like to think nostalgia had similar sort of contrasting uh songs as well mm-hmm. um which was intentional like yeah you know intentionally jarring i guess 
um because we wanted to sort of um showcase that but um yeah. yeah this album probably more so and yeah definitely in general more heavy and more sort of yeah intense like Yes. That, that's yeah. good to hear, lads, isn't it? <laughs> heavy yeah. just doesn't, never too much heavy, does, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just always curious when I'm talking to bands and they're writing albums, what influences them when they're when they're writing, you know, because do, like, do you shut away from all their music when you're when you're trying to put music together or do you allow yourselves be influenced by what you're listening to? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I'm happy to sort of let things be an influence or like to mm. not sort of shut things out. So I guess for this album, I'd say Departure Songs by We Lost the Sea is a big yeah. example for me of like an approach that I wanted to go with where it has this um, overarching concept and it goes through emotional highs and lows. And um, yeah, yeah, like I want to, you know, not saying that I could hope to, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to elicit a similar sort of emotional response out of people the way that that album did for me when the first time I heard it, which was yeah. way back in like 2015 or whenever it came out. Um, so yeah, no, my influences, I'm happy to have them. And, you know, yeah. I have to be careful so that I don't just completely rip people off. <laughs> so sometimes especially, especially fellow Australians, you can't do that to your own. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to like listen back and be like, does this sound like this song? And then I'll go listen to that song. I'm like, I'm not sure. And then I might show like these yeah. guys or my partner or something. And they'll be like, I don't hear any <laughs> similarity. <laughs> on the cool. I'm but, keeping it then. <laughs> but what about yourself drum wise? Like when you're, you know, creating your drum patterns and stuff, yeah. you, do you find yourself influenced by others? I, I definitely do. I, I try to learn lots. I, I love my progressive rock and metal. So I'm, and when I'm at home, when I'm playing, Tool and Mastodon and Gojira and Meshuggah and bands like that, um, which really don't translate very well to what I do with Treebeard, but <laughs> I like to push, push myself sort of technically with those sort of bands. And I think all yeah. of those bands have drummers with particular grooves and they do actually, yeah. themselves. And I might, you know, I might try and like nick a, like a, a way that a drummer might do a fill or something or the way that they would groove with that or, you know, little intricacies that they would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring them in uh, but definitely before I get really close to recording uh, yeah. more so than writing I do try to like hone in on something normally okay. like normally stuff where the drummers don't overplay so yeah. I don't you know <laughs> I don't I don't have Brad Daylor from Mastodon in my head going I should do a film every four bars yeah, yeah. So, fill, uh, so I think fill like, every like, single space really, like, yeah yeah I think before I because I've recorded drums on this album already um, okay I think the week before I did that, I listened to a lot of Cult of Luna. I think wow. that was where I got my headspace like that, like amazing band. Um, and that drama just like gets into some grooves and it just mm-hmm. locks in. Mm-hmm. And it's all about it's all servicing the wider picture. And I think that, exactly. that's where I sort of go before recording, so that I nice. I can go. And like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to to be all up here all the time. I can yeah. pick my moments. Yeah, yeah. with yourself, Reese bass players do, do they do they influence you when you're when you're creating your own material when you're writing your own stuff yeah for sure i mean yeah. i listen like these guys to a very like eclectic bunch of music i've been listening to a lot of apex twin lately been listening to a lot of cannibal corpse a lot of black metal <laughs> like listen to everything but i think more so my role in this band is very groove orientated and yeah. trying to shape more working with Bo, like shaping what we do around the songs okay. um i think that's such like an important part of music you listen to like if it's got a real locked in groove everything just sounds so much better so i'd say it's it's more about what i don't do <laughs> you know the last thing i want to do is sort of overplay and and overstep in the songs and it's got to really be supportive to make it sound tight and make it sound really good so yeah i think um yeah, it's just it's more groove focused. What, what I do, that's the lens that we try to have. Yeah, the best that, stuff. That all sort of corresponds, Pat, really to what you mentioned earlier with, with departure sounds. That album, mm. nothing, nothing is overplayed in that album yet. When they all have their moments, it's something you know really special. Like when they when they do yeah. take front and center, whether it be the bass, guitar, whether it's the drums, you know, it there there is a. A balance there, and I, I'm hoping to God you make it on the snowman because you've built it up here now for me, having heard <laughs> yeah. it been related yeah, in yeah. any way at all to the to to departure sound. That's it sounds fantastic. Before we go any further, because I'm just going to play a bit of music for anyone who is 
not too familiar with this band. This is an album from 2021, as I think, isn't it? Nostalgia came out in 21. Yeah. I, I could have picked any track really from it. I decided on Pollen. Uh, have a listen, guys, see what you think.
So there you have it, guys. That's Pollen from the album Nostalgia, released back in 21. But fuck it, go to the Bandcamp page, lads, and, and, and download it because it is absolutely incredible. This is the perfect opportunity to talk about the album. Again, mm-hmm. as it is a debut album, isn't it? I mean, as debuts go, it is pretty well polished and very, very professional and sounds heavy. It sounds melodic. The vocals, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this shoegazy sort of vibe that rolls through it. Can't get enough of it, lads. Was there influences when you wrote that album? Uh, especially if yeah. you had, obviously, I suppose. Yeah, so I guess um, I would have written it in a long time ago now. So it would have been like late 2017, early 2018. And um, as I was saying a bit earlier, it originally took the form as two sort of side project EPs that I did. Yeah. Um, myself recording all the instruments and working with a a friend of mine who was a producer called David Chabert. Um, he's a Colombian guy and has since moved back to Colombia. Okay. But um, in terms of the writing influences, I guess a lot more of the sort of earlier post-rock bands that I was into. So it wasn't too long after I really delved into the genre that I started writing for the, okay. the album. So I guess Mono would have been the first band that really sort of turned me on to the genre. And mm-hmm. from there, I got into some of the other older bands like Mogwai and then some of the newer bands like Russian Circles and things like yeah. that. Um, and I remember seeing Mono with We Lost the Sea in 2015, maybe. And specifically that night, I was like, I want to make a band like this. I want to do music like this. Um, um, so even back then, Departure Songs was a uh-huh. huge influence, <laughs> I would yeah, say. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then, yes, the first two Mogwai albums um, as well, um, just for their, I guess, the simplicity of them. Like they're not um, super dynamic sort of songs at all. albums, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or very technical. They're just very like, you know, they they find a really nice chord progression or an arpeggio or whatever, and they just sit on it and they build yeah. on it and sort of see where it takes them. So certainly on the softer songs, stuff like, yeah, um, Young Team by Mogwai and, yeah, like Him to Immortal Wind by Mono and things like that. Um, heavier songs, obviously Russian Circles. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like 8 by 0 is a direct ripoff of <laughs> Deficit. Um, <laughs> by- <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not a ripoff, it's a tribute. <laughs> tribute nicely yeah, put, boy, nicely put, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Even the track "Pollen" that I just played there, um, mm. Pat. The intro to that brings me right into sort of the God as an astronaut sort of sphere. You know that yeah, they, they play so. some lovely, delicate chords. You know on the guitar, and even um, oh, Hiroshima then would be maybe the sort of that vocal side. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, post influences like um, Reasonable then lads. I know you're from the heavier spectrum then of the music. Do you still enjoy recording this? Do you ever get that fucking urge well, to just, can I just throw one more fucking heavy riff in there? <laughs> um, like, I, a big reason why like, I joined Treebeard because um, I heard Pat's solo EPs that he'd done every instrument on. Yeah. And, and I was a massive fan of Russian Circles and, probably, and God as an astronaut. Like, I love those two bands. I wasn't a real heavy post-rock listener, but those okay. two bands I really, really loved. And probably in particular, God is an astronaut. I really like that band. Yeah. Um, and I was already I was already playing in my other project, which is more of a heavy psych sort of thing. Um, and I was like, oh, post rock would probably be something I would enjoy doing. Um, mm-hmm. and so then, you know, hearing what Pat had done, I was like, I just sent him a message and said, Hey, dude, mm-hmm. you want a live drummer? Let let me know. I'm keen to jump on. Oh, um, and and. And I, I'm I'm a very dynamic man. Like I like dynamics. So if there's these nice quiet moments, you know, we played our gig last night, the start of terror, I just, just sit there for three minutes. <laughs> and, and, and every now and then I do a little tinkle on the right <laughs> But I, I I sit there and, and in my head I go like, I think that's the best part of the song. Like yeah, I, yeah. I I love that moment. And then when the drums can do what they need to do, it's it's another level, you know. Whereas if you know, if I'm doing it all the time, you lose that impact. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more more of a fan. Like I, I think one of the songs on the new album, like Pat had his demo with all these guitars, and I said to him, I was like, "Do we need drums? Could, do we? Can we just <laughs> like not drums? Like, will me playing ruin this? Should we?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and we ended up doing it, and it worked really well. But you know, I'm I'm all for those quiet moments. I think nice, the quiet nice. moments, the moments. That's 
they exactly exactly reese you'd be the same mindset so i'm i'm guessing yeah totally it's you know i think you can only play slayers for so long (laughs) (laughs) um which i love but i I love the dynamics of yeah of the journey of of songs and the space and you know yeah um almost like you know for me like pink floyd is a massive influence like that sort of older school like ambient stuff and Mm -hmm. having songs sort of take you on a on a journey and being able to push and pull and be quiet and be loud is sort of like i I love all that stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah um and as well as soon as i found out bo and josh were gonna play in the band we're we're all mates i used to live with bo and josh so and pat actually um (laughs) in a separate house but one of those things where as as soon as i knew those guys were going to be in the band i was like yeah sign me up so Ah, great (laughs) straight away which always helps (laughs) The album cover then, Pat, on Nostalgia. Can you tell me a little bit about that as well? I, I love sure. the artwork, actually. It's brilliant. Yeah. No, thank you, man. That was um that was done by a friend of ours who's a graphic designer called Serena Deer. Okay. Deer? Yeah, so Studio Room is Studio the design. Okay, nice. it's the design label. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I suppose the initial pitch, I think I'd seen a... um. It was a photo that on the National Geographic like Instagram of like very not remarkable thing, but I think it was like a yak or a buffalo just standing in a field. And I was okay. like, that's cool. But what if what if instead of like a yak or whatever, it was something that shouldn't be there, like a jellyfish or a shark or a whale? Kind of influenced by maybe um uh the Gojira album from Mars the Series, okay, where yeah. it has like the whales in space. Or or always that kind of jarring okay. sort of imagery it was really cool um and yes yeah, so that was kind of the initial pitch and then yes serena went away and it was really interesting what she ended up doing where instead of like just sort of painting an album cover or drawing or photoshopping stuff she created a physical jellyfish kind of prop out of um i think it was like rubbish, it was rubbish. yeah like recycle <laughs> rubbish and stuff um and and a what? And a colander. And a colander. <laughs> and um, yeah, she sort of like created it. So it's a physical object that exists. I think it's still in a studio, isn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, she sort of like photoshopped that into this other image of like a lone okay. figure and kind of thing. And um, yeah, just added different assets to it to make it really cool. And I always thought it was, yeah, the first time I saw it, it was like really jarring and I liked that. I was like, yeah. this isn't a normal album cover at all but i really actually like that aspect too because it looks um yeah it's very like uncanny valley kind of vibe yeah brilliant i i love it i love it just going on to, i suppose everything is sort of a, it's, it's a bit of a diy project so really like i mean i'd be a big mm. vinyl collector you know so obviously there was no ever there was never a vinyl pressing of nostalgia but there was cds am i right in saying that Yes, so there are yeah. CDs and yeah, vinyls are definitely on the agenda in the future. We're just sort of waiting for the right time, I guess, in terms of interest, we think. Okay. And yeah. yeah. Now, my next question Has there been interest from record labels, Vichy? Have you been? In- um, yeah, so and not until recently were we really sure what we were going to do on that front. But um, probably by the time this interview goes out, um, we'll be signing with Birds Row oh, um, up in Sydney. Brilliant. So. You know, kind of at the forefront of the genre in Australia, I'd say. So they've got, you know, all all of the really well, not all of them, but a lot of the really great bands. So bands like Absolutely. we to see, so Kerry, Mushroom Giant, who I can see their vinyl That's in the right, background. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Talk you're, been, you're in great company there, uh, Pat. A, a yeah. fantastic label, lads. I'm delighted for you. I really am. That's great news. No, thank you, man. Yeah, so certainly um, we're going to be doing a bit of work with them on a sort of soft release of Nostalgia um, because it's the two-year anniversary, I think, in Mm -hmm. some point this week. Um, So we're going to be working with him on sort of running a, yeah, like re-release promo campaign, um, try and conjure some interest, and depending on how that goes, maybe we'll do vinyls around then. If not, then maybe when we're pressing for the second album, so we can Mm -hmm. do them both together. But um, certainly in the future, they'll be they'll be happening. That yeah. is brilliant. That's fucking great news. That's, and again, birds roll. Like, I mean, you landed on your feet with that one, if you ask me. that That's a great call. Absolutely great call. Next, I want to ask you about just what stuff you're listening to, lads. I know we spoke about influences while you were writing and while, while you were recording and stuff. But just in general, music-wise, I know 
as I said, the heavier element is there, but yourself, Reese and Bo, and probably yourself, Pat, too. What are you listening to currently? That that um, you would mind dropping a few names, maybe a few names if you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me just let me just check what I've been going for. Um, in general, that's what it's there for, uh, Reese. Yeah. Spotify, yeah. In general, definitely been listening to a lot of heavier stuff. Um, so yeah, there's a band called Humanity's Last Breath from Sweden, I think, who are kind of like a genty, really heavy, also post metal kind of vibe. Um, okay. They're they're really cool. Listening to a lot of old in flames as well because nice. like me and both saw them live at um not fest here in Melbourne about two months ago and like yeah. they were probably every band of the day which I was not expecting. Yeah, Jeez, um, the, Jester, the Jester Race is just one fucking class album. Yeah, I think that, totally. that's, that's if I hear in flames, that's the only album I want to hear. It's just my favorite. <laughs> yeah, incredible. <laughs> so I go ahead. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess in terms of post-rock stuff, I've been listening to obviously the new Mushroom Giant album a fair bit. Yeah. Um, because we've played many gigs with them over the last couple of years, I'd heard the songs live a bunch. So I already kind of knew them before the album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, just having them in a, yeah, like studio quality yeah. format has been really cool. Yeah, it is. Great album. Um, yeah. Are you guys listening to- Reese, Bob, what's yourself, man? Yeah. Yeah. As I said, like very, very eclectic mix of stuff, but I've been listening to a lot of um, more electronic inspired heavy music lately. Mm. Like I've been absolutely smashing the latest Northlane album. Um, also Loathe, if you're familiar with them, they're sort of okay. like a deftonesy kind of vibe with those, yeah, almost like those post-rock electronic sort of moments woven right. in as well, which is really masterfully done listening to a lot of Bring the Horizon actually as well. <laughs> a lot of their new stuff is just like emo revival completely yeah, yeah. left a field. But um, when you talk about songwriting, like just and production, just absolute geniuses and, you know, sort of the forefront of all the trends that you see in heavy music okay. and everything that they've been putting out has been, been yeah, insane mm. to listen to. Mm. Um, yeah. What about you, Bo? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I get in moods and I've been in a very heavy mood. I've like discovered and been listening to like Lorna Shaw, which is like yes. death metal, which I'd never thought I'd listen to death metal, but I really like it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's because the drummer in that band is ridiculous and I'll never be able to play that, but I don't <laughs> listen to it thinking about the drums and I actually listen to the music thinking about other things. Uh-huh. Um, but I've been there, like I, I get hardcore with bands like Stray From The Path, um, we went to Knotfest earlier the year in Australia and I just had such a good day, like just re-listening to Parkway Drive and their yeah. old stuff, me back to yeah. high school and <laughs> um, like In Flames, like blew me away. I didn't think they had, like they had that many good songs. So I've listened to a lot more of them. Mm. Spirit Box, which is like a great band with an insane vocalist. Um, but yeah, and then I'll just go to Cult of Luna and I'll go back to Russian Circles. I'll go yeah. back to... Not as an astronaut, I, I I like just listening to it all. And I think the best thing about Spotify is when any band that you like comes out with something new, then you can go straight onto that. So it, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're in a different world altogether from from back in the day when we were collecting CDs ourselves and, and you know fucking purchasing everything. There's no such thing as don't know. So the amount of music that's hitting us at the moment, through, like the, through the likes of Spotify and stuff, is fucking amazing. Like, isn't it? There's, there's so yeah. many, so many great bands out there. It's hard to keep in touch with it all like, and stay on top of it. It's mad. Lads, the rest of the, the this year, what, what's your plans? Have you any more live shows on the cards? Yeah, so we've got another show booked in late July with Bear the Mammoth, who are doing an album launch um, for their album Purple House. Nice. Um, we played a couple of gigs with them before. They're lovely dudes and yeah. have always been really supportive of our band. And um, yeah, it'd be really good to be doing that with them. Recording-wise, I think we're resuming recording tomorrow even. Um, so trying to get the album done sort of in the next couple of months and then once it's all sort of mixed and mastered, release one or two singles before the year's out. Yeah. Um, and probably do a gig associated with that. Um, okay. In terms of the, the album release, we're hoping some point early next year because um, Khan also have another tour booked of Europe and okay. Australia oh, wow. later this year. So we're sort of like... Relying, um, on, relying on him to come back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sort of splitting um, duties there. Um, 
and yeah, that's sort of the year at this point, right. as far as I know. Just like working with Birds Rope on the nostalgia sort of re-release stuff, and mm. yeah, it was sort of content creation. Great stuff. Yeah, so we yeah. had a little bit behind the scenes footage from nostalgia that we're going to be releasing, trying to push through. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Pretty good at. Um, we're pretty. We're very good at filming and recording everything we do. We're very bad at going through and editing. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- I think that's everybody's problem. Fucking boy. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> yeah. has fucking megabytes of stuff on on their phones and on their fucking laptops. I never see the light of day. It's mad. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it would be nice to see some live stuff. I know there's a, a, a couple of short clips of you on your Instagram page from your show on Sunday night, which I had a look at, and the, yeah. it sounded very impressive. Even the sound quality from those recordings, whoever was taking them, was was really good. So, as I have three questions yeah. I threw your way uh, last week, there are three session questions. So, just for mm. a bit of fun, I'd be interested to hear your answers to these. Right, first one, lads. What track would you like to do a cover version or your own interpretation of it? Uh, you can actually answer individually here if you want, Les, because I know you all. Sure. You got a great race to race answer that for us last night. Did I? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I think we, the problem, you might not be able to like hear this in our music, but we are all idiots. <laughs> so when we see that question, and this includes Josh, who's not with us tonight, but I, I, in my head, the first thing I want to do is do something stupid with someone's song. Like I yeah. don't want to do it. I don't want to do it like, oh, this song's awesome, but we could do a really ambient version of it. My head goes like, what dumb thing could we do? <laughs> with it? And, and Reese might not remember this last night, but the first song that came into his head was Saving Me by Nicholas. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Interesting call, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, um, a lot, did a lot of beer influence that, that call, I'd say, did it, Reese? Yeah. I'd, I'd say you're probably right. With yeah, that. I think yeah. so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, too hard to sing. Um, yes, <laughs> I've always uh, Josh and I have always wanted to do a really like lo-fi, drawn-out cover of "Sober" by Tool. Oh yeah, um, yeah. always thought that could be something cool to explore. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of space in that song. That's always one that's stuck in my head. But mm-hmm. so that's something we like do. But we're like I said, we're more likely this guy's more likely to try and play the worst version of Can't Stop He Can't <laughs> by the Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but, I have a habit of um just playing Can't Stop but with the notes of any of our original songs. That's <laughs> so just this weird tormented version. But and uh, answering the question yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> We have looked into covers a little bit before. We, we've never really settled on the right one. I do have some demos lying around of like stuff I've done for okay. um, I did the Love Rain Over Me by The Who, which I thought was sounding kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Going a bit classic there. Um, did one of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, where I kind of turned it into a more sort of, um, I don't know, more traditionally post-rock, I guess, and less okay. sort of um, like the original. Interesting. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't know. You were playing Digital Bath by Deftones on drums last time. I always play Digital Bath. Yeah, you know. like, that's a cool song, but it's basically post-rock already, yeah. so how would we make it any different? <laughs> it's know. like... That is my yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like... So, yeah, some... Yeah. Want any of the songs, yeah. Yeah, uh, you're literally telling me you could put your hand to anything, really, like, if someone threw something your way, you'd have a stab at it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Would I be well, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Second question, that's... This might be a simple one, actually, because you mentioned Lord of the Rings earlier. What movie or series would you like to hear <laughs> Tree Beard Music's played on? Yeah. Is it too oh. easy an answer? I mean, I yeah, I was thinking something else. I can't remember what I was thinking before, but that, I think that's pretty good. I would not want to. I would not want to mess. Oh, no, I would yeah. not want to mess with that music. <laughs> yeah. That music yeah. in those movies True. is amazing, yeah. and he thought about every little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't work. Interesting yeah, answer, actually, boy. You're right. Yeah, maybe leave, leave well enough alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but something else. I was thinking something specific literally yesterday, but I can't remember it now. Well, if they made a good Halo series, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but it would have to be good and not the one that exists. Yeah, <laughs> like The Last of Us or something. Yeah, okay. that's a good. Yeah, I feel like it could fit well there, and I thought that the show was amazing, and I loved the games as well before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe something like that could work. Okay, brilliant. Reese, any answers there on that one? 
No, just full of dumb shit in my head, really. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing to contribute. I would, I'd say The Last of Us. We're all massive fans of that show. Yeah. yeah. Well, like even Chernobyl, that'd be sick. Love Chernobyl. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that would be cool. I think our music actually kind of, well, you know, nostalgia is that whole like, world being destroyed kind of, yeah, you know, true. atmospheric vibe. So I think that that would, that would be quite cool. That would fit nicely, that. actually. Yeah, good call, Reese. There, yeah, good call. So, mm. let's look. Name a bucket list band that you would love to open for or support on a tour, past or present, doesn't matter. Mm. I suppose it has to be fucking present if it's a bucket list. Yeah, but anyway. yeah. Well, for us being in Australia, that list is quite large because most <laughs> bands we like don't come very often. Yeah. Um, but I think for Treebit, I would love to open for Russian Circles. Yeah. Or mm. God as an astronaut. Or ideally, they both just come together. Mm-hmm. And they play, they do a tour with God as an astronaut in Russian circles all over Australia and they just drag us along. Um, that would be ideal. That would be nice. That, that would be nice. That would be that that would be the ultimate, I think, for us. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, something there. Uh it depends how realistic I'm being. <laughs> how much, yeah. Like how much it would make sense. Like Metallica or something would be massive, but that's yeah. not gonna happen. So to be realistic would be something, yeah, similar, like maybe we lost the sea or mono. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Big, I, I'd love to, yeah. I'd love to play with, you know, dreaming big, like a band that's heavy but has those moments that the fan base of those bands would like from us. So someone like Deftones or even like a Gujira or something would be mm. like fucking nice. awesome. Yeah. And I think they like a good fit. Um and I love those lineups where you've got different flavors kind of coming uh-huh. in. It's not just in the same band three times. So yeah, yeah, those would be awesome. Nice one, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's something very different. It's almost stadium rock. You're nearly touching on with those bands. It's that big. <laughs> like that must be some experience playing in front of fucking 40, 50,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Just as we're, as we're touching on these subjects, is there any festivals in and around Melbourne that you, that you associate with? Or do you see any sort of, have um, you been in contact with anybody where regards playing at festivals? Yeah. In, in some ways, I suppose we played, I guess in Melbourne, the prog scenes, kind of shrunk a lot especially uh-huh. after covid all the bands just sort of like stopped um and okay. some people were like pretty central to organizing gigs and that scene kind of either left or yeah moved into state or wherever so um yeah there used to be a thing called prog fest that used to get some pretty big acts down they got like the ocean collective down they got um was it monuments one year and okay and, Leperous and like some of the biggest sort of prog bands yeah, from overseas and then brought local bands with them, which was really cool. I remember going to a few of those back in the day, but they haven't been a thing since 2019. Okay. I think. They have um, spoken about coming back. Yeah. But okay. It's not. Yeah. It's not been fully committed. There's yeah. rumors about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, I suppose in an ideal world, like, is there something that you're interested in, you know, doing a few festivals during the summer there because you see bands touring festivals right across Europe. Is yeah, that something you'd like uh, to do at some stage? Yeah, obviously Dunk um, and Portals and mm. Arctangen, you know, some of those bigger yeah. post-adjacent sort of festivals, even like some of the more mainstream festivals, I'd be happy to play. We, yeah. we just like playing anyway. Exactly. I just think he'd be um, so well suited to it. Like, I'd love to see you at one of those shows. I think, he'd, yeah. I think yeah. your music yeah. deserves it, you know? Thank you. Oh, thank yeah, you very thank much. You. Yeah, you're welcome. So, thanks for those answers. Interesting ones. <laughs> we won't edit any of them out. I can assure you. <laughs> I hope that I hope that we can claim wanting to cover Nickelback and no one else. Yeah, no one else touches that. Yes, we're, going, we're actually going to highlight that, but we're highlighting that at the start of the show. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but lads, come here. <laughs> so, Pat, Reese, and Bo, lads, thank you so much for taking time out. I know you were busy boys because you're only gigging last night, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you down the line somewhere at a festival or maybe, I don't know, please God, at some kind of a tour. Otherwise, can't wait to hear the new album, The Snowman, which comes out probably early next year, you reckon, Pat? So, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. But there will be new music this year at some point. There'll but be there will be singles set. released, yeah. There'll be at least one single this year. Hopefully fantastic, fantastic. So there you have it, guys. That is Tree Beard from Melbourne, Australia. Post-rock, post-metal, whatever you want. Their music is absolutely incredible, emotive powerful heavy you it ticks every box that's it really see you all in a couple of weeks time take care and check out these boys thanks good luck thank you thank you cheers